You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss, alongside Ulysses Zambrano, and we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today is a Wednesday, which means for the next several weeks, we will be doing what's called Division Day, a crossover episode with other locked-on hosts within the AL East. And what better way to start than with Stacey Gatsoulias of the Locked On Yankees podcast to give a breakdown of all the things that are happening with that franchise for the 2021 season. I will say uh, this episode that I recorded with her went pretty long, so we will actually be breaking it up into two separate episodes. So we'll have part one today and part two tomorrow on Thursday, and then Ulysses and I will be back in action on Friday. So without further ado, here's Stacy Gatsoulias. Okay, it is crossover division day, and what better way to get started than having on the host of the Locked on Yankees podcast, Stacey Gatsoulias, to talk about uh, now uh, one of the Tampa Bay Rays' biggest, if not biggest, rival in the New York Yankees. Uh, Stacey, um, are you excited for what could be and what we think will be a full season of baseball, full full rack of spring training, 162, full playoffs, everything like that going on. I am. I, I mean, I realized how much I missed it last year, but when everything started up again this year, I realized, wow, I, I missed the full season of baseball. It just didn't feel right last season. Right. Yeah. Do you, now I, I've, I've asked this question. We've discussed this on our show that, if we consider 2020 like a legitimate season or is it sort of a fluke because of everything that happened with the pandemic, only 60 games, universal DH expanded playoffs. You had all the, the wonky rules and such. Like, do you, did you view view that as like a legitimate year or it's kind of like, should we put an asterisk next to it? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one because I feel like it's, it's almost like a strike year or a lockout year. Like you shouldn't really put an asterisk next to it, but you know, it's obviously not the same as 162, but it was a season. It was the season that they made and the season that they decided on. And, you know, um, people will look back on it and be like, Oh yeah, that was the COVID-19 year. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, this is sort of still, I mean, continuing into a, it's a COVID-19 year, 2.0, except maybe a different, better version, hopefully, and, and a lot less craziness with all that uh, going on. So, um, Stacy, kind of getting right into it. So, uh, last year was quite eventful between the the Rays and the Yankees. All the everything in the lead up that happened with Aroldis Chapman and Mike Brasso and the regular season, and then 
ALDS. And want to get this from somebody who covers the Yankees. Um, are the Rays now like the most hated team by Yankees fans, or is it always and forever the Red Sox or somebody else? Like, what is what is the current pulse hmm. of Yankees fandom and in, in concern to? heated, hated rivalries, because we know that the Rays and, and the Yankees, they definitely have a history for, for many, many years now, but it seemed to really, really come to a head in, in 2020. I would say right now, it would be Rays, Astros, Red Sox, simply because Red Sox, it's not really a rivalry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astros, Yankee fans are still pissed off about 2017 and would like to exact revenge on them because um, no one got the chance to let them know how annoyed they were with the revelations. I thought it was funny the other day, someone posted a video and said, oh, Jose Altuve still being booed. I'm like, he better be booed the rest of his career. If steroid guys were booed the rest of their careers, the, the entire roster from the 2017 Astros, no matter where they go, George Springer, should be booed for the rest of their careers for what they did. So yeah, right. I would say Rays, Astros, Red Sox right now, just because of the freshness of the rivalry rivalry with the Rays. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, I mean, at least something that Rays and Yankees fandom and probably the teams have in common is mutual hatred or disgust for the Astros. So <laughs> at least we have that going for us, right? I mean, that's something to kind of hang our hats on. And probably the other... Uh, 29 teams in baseball as well probably have those uh, mutual feelings as well. So um, you mentioned George Springer, and I find this interesting. Like, I think this is going to be a really, I mean, intriguing year for the AL East. I mean, if we look at the projections and the prognosticators and everything like that, they have pretty much, for the most part, the Yankees at the top, their top billing. And then after that, a lot of people putting the Blue Jays and then the Rays after that, then the Red Sox and the Orioles. Some people believe that the Red Sox will actually finish higher than the Rays, but I think it, it really could be a good, tough three-way battle between the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays just kind of beating up on each other all year. And of course, these are teams built completely differently and and did different things in the offseason. And um, from your perspective, with the Blue Jays, I mean, do you do you view them as like a legitimate threat and concern having added George Springer and Marcus Simeon and you get guys like uh, like Biggio and, and Guerrero Jr. And, and Bichette, all those guys are a year older and more experienced. Um, and then the pitching staff, which I think is still a little bit of a question mark that this team just has so much firepower, one through nine in their lineup, that they're going to be able to win a lot of games that way and, and will give the Yankees or the Rays, whoever is at the top of the division to run for their money? Or do you view them as, uh, let, let's, let, let's wait and see until you do it. Let, let's see until you're legitimate. Or do you think they're a team that like, they really could be good this year? Oh no, they can be good this year. Uh, just like you said, that lineup scares me and they mm-hmm. could be the type of team that relies on their lineup to win games, you know, nine, eight, seven, six, yes. like stuff like that, because their, their pitching staff isn't as strong or as healthy. Um, I much preferred seeing George Springer six times a year, as opposed to now having to deal with him 19 times a year. That's not exciting. Um, you know, I know Blue Jays fans are thrilled, but, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as that happened, I thought, oh, why couldn't 
think I've gone somewhere else, but it was funny because during the off season, I was afraid that DJ LeMay, he was going to go to the Blue Jays. Um, and during last season, I was afraid that somehow Clint Frazier would get traded to the Blue Jays and he would just exact revenge on the Yankees. Um, so I think the Blue Jays are a legitimate threat. Obviously, they have question marks, but that lineup, like you said, with the firepower, with the fact that the kids are a year older, they have experience now. Um, yeah, they, they are legit scary right now. Yeah, I agree. I just wonder about like, and and again, they might just be a team that's so good offensively. Like they might just win a ton of games. Like it it might be football scores before the end of the day, but like, I think I saw where they're going to try to slide in Nate Pearson, who's actually a local kid from the Tampa Bay area into the number two role. And he's already dealing with a groin strain in camp. And I know it's not a big issue, but that's a lot of pressure for a guy who hasn't pitched many games in the major leagues. I know he has tremendous, tremendous stuff, but you're, you're sliding him into the number two slot. And then like the, the rest of your rotation looks something like Matt's Roark and Robbie Ray. I just, now who knows, maybe they, they go out and before the end of spring training, they, they might add an innings eater, like, uh, like Rick Porcello or something like that and try to shore things up a little bit, but it's, it's definitely going to be fun. Nonetheless, like it, it's weird. I don't know how blue Jays and Yankees games traditionally are, but for the past like two or three years, they've always been so like, you just don't know what you're going to get when the Rays play the blue Jays, like just some of the weirdest, weirdest games that go into extra innings where the, the Rays might be down nine to two and they come back and win it. The, the blue Jays, uh, might be down nine to two and they come back and win it. Like it is, it it is so many like head scratching stuff. I don't know if, if that happens with the blue Jays and Yankees, or that might just be a raise thing that the the Rays and are are known for their quirks with the catwalks and and playing in the trop and everything. But it it just, it just leads to some, some weirdness. I don't know. I'm I'm just going on a rampage and a rant here. I I don't know if this is clicking at all or anything. (sighs) Well, the Yankees and the, Blue Jays had those couple of series towards the end of the season last year where it was mostly double digit, double digit scores, um, mm-hmm. whether it was the Yankees winning or the Blue Jays winning. And it was just crazy to watch those games. Uh, you know, I think the, I can't remember the order of the series, but one was in Buffalo, one was in Yankee stadium. And it just seemed like both teams were, the offenses were on fire. It was crazy to watch. That's why I'm scared of them. <laughs> Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I think the Red Sox too, like they will be a little bit better, but I still think they're a little bit away. And then uh, I assume that everybody for the most part is going to be able to, to beat up on the Orioles there this season. So Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be another, another bad year for them for sure. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. That's what 18, 19, 20 amazing flavors. So many, so many great flavors. I lose count, but they are all extremely, extremely delicious. And you should definitely get some for yourself. Uh, So go to builtbar.com or go to at built underscore bar on Twitter to check them out. And remember to use that promo code locked on 20 L O C K E D O N 20 to get 20% off your next order. Again, that is locked on 20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and experience the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Um, so Stacy, it's funny because 
So the Yankees, they, they of course play spring training in Tampa, which their spring training facility is actually closer to me right now than the Rays, which are in Port Charlotte. So it's almost as if the Yankees are like my, they, my home team. Like I could, I, I drive six miles and, and I could watch a Yankees game. If I want to watch a, a Rays spring training home game, I got to drive uh, like 90 minutes. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny from that perspective, but um, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to watch a lot of spring training or hearing some of the, the news and musings, but anything that's really stuck out from a, from a Yankees standpoint so far? Well, the big news for us was the Zach Britton mm-hmm. uh, surgery revelation yesterday. Um, and now they're saying it could be three to four months before he comes back. So that's the Yankees have to do something there. Um, I'm fascinated by Lucas Lecky who hasn't pitched since 2015 and he's trying to get a spot on the roster. And now with Britain going down, it's a possibility if he keeps doing as well as he's been doing, he might actually get that spot because he's a lefty. Um, I always like that kind of a story coming out of spring training. I mean, I love spring training. I'm one of those people. I don't take stats seriously. I don't care if they lose 15, nothing, as long as guys are healthy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, if they lost 15, nothing and Garrett Cole gave up eight runs, I would have a problem, but it's not like I view it as, oh my God, he sucks. He's not going to be good this year like other people do. Um, <laughs> but I love stories like Lucas Lecky. And I would love for someone like him to make the team after not being in the major since 2015. Um, you know, I like that Brett Gardner's back. And, you know, he hit a grand slam the other day. Um, you know, Gary Sanchez seems to be turning things around. Um which is good to see. He hit a ball over the batter's eye the other day, which is not very easy to do. Aaron Judge showed up to spring training with new teeth. That was the biggest news of that day. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, it's just, uh, I, I love spring training. I haven't been to Tampa since 05, and that was the only time I got to go to spring training. Um, I loved that I was able to get a bloom and onion at spring training because they don't have that at Yankee Stadium, but they had it at Steinbrenner Field. Um, I just, I, I really do, you know, because spring training is, baseball is, or Major League Baseball is nearly back. You get to see the guys, even if they only play for two innings, and it's just, it's your introduction to the season, and it makes you pumped up for the season no matter what happens, and I just, I love it. You know, I know some people are like, eh, it's just spring training, but I, you know, the Yankees were wearing their pinstripes on Sunday. I think they're going to do that every Sunday, the the uh, preseason. And I was so excited because usually they're just wearing the Navy and the pinstripe pants. And it just mm-hmm. seemed like that made it more real because they looked like they were playing in a regular season game. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, like you said, that it's going to be hopefully, hope, hold on, that it's hopefully going to be... <laughs> 162 games. I know people are still getting sick, but a lot of people are getting vaccines. Thank goodness. And hopefully it'll be the full 162. It'll be the full playoffs and everything will go off without a hitch. Yeah, I agree. The The only like concern I really have is for sure about the players that I don't know how strict these protocols are going to be during the regular season. I know they're very, very strict uh, through spring training, we learned that with the Indians and what happened to Fran Mel Reyes and his teammate. I'm, I, I can't think of his name right now, but they, they got a haircut and, and went to a restaurant. And you just wonder how the players will, will deal with being 
basically, I mean, I guess quarantine between the games and, uh, and outside of the games. So, um, but I, I'm sure as more people get vaccinated, there'll be a little bit more, more freedom on that end. But, um, Stacy, I, I do want to ask you this. So the last time you were in Tampa was in 2005. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And you had a blooming onion. Yes. We are, we are famous for those, those, those high calorie, yeah. uh, blooming onions that, uh, probably don't sit well the, the day afterwards, but anything else you remember about Tampa that anything that, that stuck out to you? Because I, I will say our city and really our state in general, uh, gets quite a bad rap, but I don't know if, uh, if, if anything stood out to you either about the, the stadium or, or about the, the area, or it was mainly you, you just went to a ball game and enjoyed the game and enjoyed the, the Bloomin' Onion. Well, I went to two and it was March of 05. It was when the Senate hearings on steroids were happening. Mm. And the first day that we were there, we were supposed to go to a game and it was rained out. So we ended up staying in a hotel room and watching the Senate hearings. And, you know, Rafael Palmero was pointing his finger and saying he would never do steroids. And then he was caught later that season. Um, I was just so excited to be there. And I had been to, I've been to Tampa. I was, I've been to Tampa many times because I used to vacation in Florida as a kid, went to Bush Gardens, went mm-hmm. up to Tarpon Springs because I'm Greek. So of course we had to go to Tarpon Springs and, um, <laughs> you know, go to right the passage. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the beaches, you know, so I like that area. Um, you know, and I actually miss going down to Florida. You know, we would do the whole, um, sometimes we'd fly into Tampa, stay in Orlando, go to Disney, do all that stuff, then work our way back, go to Bush Gardens and then fly home. Um, but no, I, I, I like Tampa. I know it gets a bad rap. I know the trap gets a bad rap. I call it the slop because I can't stand it, but most Yankee fans can't. Um, just because of all the quirks and it always seems mm-hmm. like something bad happens when the Yankees are there. And <laughs> we would much rather the Rays play in a better place. And even for you guys, because I know it's far away, where it's not that easy for you to get to, and that you would probably rather have either them transplant the trop to a place where you can all drive to and not have to go around the bay to get to it. Um, but, yeah, no, Tampa's not bad. I'll say this to all the Yankee fans. Tampa's great. There's a lot of great things to do. I mean, you know, I really want to go back to Tampa. I want to go to Bush Gardens. I want to go on Shikra because that looks like the best roller coaster ever because um, I'm into roller coasters. And, you know, I love the safari there and all the animals and everything. I went on my first loop roller coaster in Tampa when I was a kid. <laughs> so I have a lot of good memories down there. Yeah, it's funny because this is kind of a a transcendent, uh, trans, transcendent, I should say, transcendent year for Tampa because as a pro sports town, we now uh, are housing the Tampa Bay Raptors or Toronto Raptors, I should say, now uh, playing in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blue Jays are going to be in Dunedin. You have you of course have the Rays. I think FC Toronto is going to be down here. Uh, you add in the the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, and there's WrestleMania is going to be here. And then of course we just had the Super Bowl. like a lot of things, like this is like sports town USA for, uh, during the, the COVID pandemic, uh, era, I guess. But yeah, it's funny about the trap because it is like, if you're not a St. Petersburg resident, it is a board to drive to and get to back and forth. And I know that's not like the drive isn't, uh, people from other states in, in the Northeast would scoff at like, oh, it's only an hour, an hour and a half drive or whatever. And that's true. Um, but uh, like, I, I've always said that the best, one of the best, if not the best location for 
a, a stadium for the Rays would be where the Yankees play their spring training games, which is right on Dale Mabry. Oh, right you, by the football stadium. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then that way you've got, I mean, you, you could go between a, a Bucks game and a Rays game or vice versa. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning aren't that far away on channel side instead of having, I mean, uh, instead of, it's almost as if sometimes that the Rays are in a completely different world at times when you're in Tampa because you see everybody with their their lightning flags and their Bucks flags and their USF flags. You don't see as many Rays stuff until you make that drive over to St. Petersburg and it's more kind of Rays land. But I, I've always been trying to figure out, can't we get, I, I love for, look, we'll, we'll, I, I would be willing to surrender our, our, uh, our revenue sharing for, for several years or, or however long, like I feel like a deal could be worked out where we could, where we could utilize Steinbrenner field and, and make that our home base. But I don't think that'll, that'll ever happen in a million years there. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to get in on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the absolute best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and remember to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Um, getting back to uh, the Yankees and the Rays, and uh, one question that that did kind of pop up. You you mentioned Gary Sanchez. Um, mm-hmm. Is like, do you think he's back or will he get back? I know like there's been reports that he's chopped down on his swing. He's, he's more balanced. And I guess as uh, I, I don't, I, I think the issue like last year and prior years was that he couldn't hit sliders. Like that was one of his, his problems. But I guess if, if reports in spring training are good, I mean, do you think this guy will, will ever get back on track in, in a Yankees uniform? I think he could. Um, last year was just really frustrating to watch because it seemed as if he could not make adjustments at the plate and he would just be swinging at the same bad pitches every at bat. You know, he'd strike out on three or four pitches and occasionally he ran into one and hit a home run, but it was just, it was almost, no, it pretty much was a guaranteed out whenever he came up to the plate. And it was just, it was maddening because he's such a good hitter when he can hit. Um, you know, he can go opposite field and hit a double to split the outfielders. You know, he can hit a bomb 400 feet and, you know, seeing him flailing away the way he was last year was just frustrating. And he does look a lot better so far. I mean, it's a small sample size. It's only spring training, but he is working on his timing at the plate. You can tell that he's done something with his swing. Last year, he worked on his defensive um his stance behind the plate, he's still doing that same stance and he's still doing well where he's blocking balls. He did really well when he was uh, catching Cole the other day. He blocked every ball that came his way, no matter uh, who was throwing at him that day. Um, so I think that this might be the season that he puts it all together. And if he can stay healthy, again, I'm going to knock on wood because <laughs> with the Yankees, you have to, but I can see if things you know, if he puts everything together 
you can see him have a monster year. I mean, he'll have ebbs and flows like every other player, but I can see him doing, I mean, he, he has to go up from last season. He hit 147. He can't do that again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what uh, Mike Zanino batted, somewhere around there for, for the Rays, although he does that pretty much every year. So that's kind of been par for the course for him going forward. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, every team has their share of injuries for sure. I mean, the Rays were were decimated last year. I know the Yankees were decimated and um, it just seems like, will there be a year you think when, I mean, not just Sanchez, but like, I feel like it's, it's huge for the Yankees, of course, that Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton will be able to stay healthy for a year. And, and I have a theory that, you know, the reason that they may not have been able to is because of their size. I mean, they're, they're so big, they're so strong. And then being out on the field, you know, whether it's in the outfield and, and probably, you know, the artificial turf at the drop and some other areas probably doesn't help them all that much. But um, do you think there'll ever be a time where they can, I mean, stay on the field together for virtually a whole season? Is it just DHing those guys more, giving them a day off here and there? I mean, do you think that'll ever get figured out? Well, apparently they told them to do more yoga this off season. Mm. Because, you know, a lot of these guys focus on building up their muscles and building them up till they're these hulks and they don't think about stretching, which is such a big, like, I know the guys stretch before games, but when you're that big and your muscles are that big, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton is, you know, we've seen the naked pictures of him in the ESPN body issue. I post his naked pictures every time he hits a home run on Twitter. Everyone sees how big he is. And I was talking to Gabrielle of Locked On Red Sox a while back, and she was talking about, actually, it was before spring training, and she said that she thought Stanton and Judge would benefit from yoga. Then the news came out, I'm not even kidding, two days later, saying that the Yankees suggested they do more yoga in the offseason, and that's what they were doing to get ready. So (laughs) I just think it's funny that she literally said that, and two days later, it came out. And I see, I could totally see the benefit of that. I myself don't do yoga, but I've done it a couple of times. And you need to stretch those muscles out because every time they're hurt, it's a strain, it's a pull, it's a this, it's a that. So a lot of these guys, I think most baseball players should stop relying on the weights so much. I mean, I know they want to hit the crap out of the ball because the chicks dig the long ball, but mm-hmm. it would also be great for these guys all across the board, all 30 teams for these guys to stop pulling things all the time. And, you know, we have another theory as to why that's happening all the time because no one can take steroids anymore. I mean, sure, some guys are uh, sneaking them, but it's not as prevalent as it was, say, 20 years ago. And, you know, I was joking with... um Gabrielle about this when Johnny Damon first came over to the Yankees he got hurt I can't remember how soon into the season it was but Michael Kay made it a point to say oh you know Johnny Damon hasn't made the or he hasn't hit the DL uh in his entire career and I remember thinking even in 2006 hmm wonder why that is that's just so strange you know (laughs) yeah absolutely I feel and Gabby feels that if or Gabrielle feels that if they subscribe some of this stuff for medicinal pur- purposes. Like if if they allow these guys to take stuff that will help them heal faster or help them, you know, uh, with their injuries, then it wouldn't be such a big deal. <laughs> okay, this wraps up part one of our interview and conversation with Locked On Yankees host Stacy Gatsoulias. In the meantime. 
tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the Locked On Today and Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Two great podcasts you definitely should check out in the meantime. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.